good morning. You're listening to the girls around town here on Radio New York this Sunday morning. A little bit damp out there, but nice and cosy in the studio. It's me, June Rollins, behind the desk. Unfortunately, I was expecting Rosalind to join me this morning. She's not very well. Ros, if you're listening, I hope you're cuddled up in bed, keeping warm and plenty of lemsips or whatever else it is that you um, need to help you feel a little bit better. Um, I can't remember. She's doing later in the month, I think in a couple of weeks' time. So we'll catch up with her then because she's, she's actually just returned from a holiday anyway. We'll find out all about that when she is back up and running and back in the studio. But I have good news as well, um, on the, on the other hand. If you've been looking at our website or our Facebook page or uh, other social media, you'll know that we are kind of taking, well, not a step back, but we are looking backwards in the show this morning because we're welcoming back a couple of familiar voices, especially to those of you that have been listening to Girls Around Town since we first started broadcasting way, way back in 2013. You may remember Tina and Sue, Tina Betterson and Sue Jackson, who were my co-presenters in the earlier days. They've been gone in terms of uh, co-presenting for a little over two years now, but they are back this morning. And we're going to catch up with both of them, find out what they've been up to in the meantime. We'll probably take a look back, a, a bit of a reminisce, some of the things that we remember from the good old days. But the best bit is Sue has brought cake. Sorry, Roz, you're going to miss out on that. But the best, as I say, the best thing is the rest of us. Well, there'll be more for the rest of us, won't there? We'll be talking about all that later on. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to have a bit more music. And this one is uh, a relatively recent one. We're not in the charts as such, but it is relatively recent. And it is... Um, let me see. It is from Dua Lipa. And it's called Don't Start Now. Julie for there and don't start now. But we are about to start now. We're going to start by welcoming back Tina and Sue. Tina. Good morning. morning. Sue. How lovely to see you, especially Sue, because she's brought cake. No. Although Tina had prezzies too. And we'll talk yeah, about yes. exactly what they were. Um, Calorie-free prezzies. Sorry, say again? Calorie-free prezzies. Yes. I was, oh, actually, I've got something as well I forgot. Because I said, I think, when we first talked about um, getting together uh, today, that there might well be chocolate. <gasps> there is, but it's healthy chocolate. Ooh, that's fine, June. Yes. Chocolate's chocolate in my book. <laughs> <laughs> I'd completely forgotten about that, but we will uh, we will um, indulge in a few minutes, um, or at least I will um, hand them out while we're uh, listening to a bit of music a little bit later on. So, girls, um, just very, very briefly, before we get down to the nitty-gritty, um, remind people a little bit about yourselves, a bit, bit of background, um, maybe briefly what you're doing now, because we're going to go into that in a lot more detail later on. So let's start with Tina. Tina, tell people who you are. Oh, gosh, there's a question. <laughs> um, okay, so I am Tina Betterson. Um, I'm now predominantly writer, um, photographer, and a bit of an artist, um, and former girl around town. And former girl on top. And former former girl on top. Yes, you're right. So, um, in terms of yeah, in terms of the radio, I started this show with June in the previous incarnation of Radio Newark, which was Boundary Sound, many many years ago, when it went full time. You did in June had yes. been running the sort of the um, a show on a Saturday Saturday morning, wasn't it? Yes, on the that's RS right. RS yes. RSLs. Yes. And then when it was going full time, you and I kicked it off. Yes. And then not long after, Sue joined us. Yes. Now Sue actually came um, on board with the station. Yeah. Just I've... to help out, not 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 to be a presenter. I think if I remember, the um, suggestion was that you could maybe do some admin maybe do the washing up you know yes. maybe do a bit you know just generally Bring help cake. out yes that was originally the plan i think that was about 2011 something, something like, like that, that. maybe yeah. 10 i can't remember mm. yeah that didn't work out did it it didn't did it <laughs> no <laughs> 
No, because we dragged you onto the microphone. <laughs> yeah. So, so when we go. moved over uh, to uh, Radio Newark in November 2013, it was the three of us full time. Well, not full time then, as as Tina said, we were on RSL for a little while. But um, we were the girls around town from 2013, November 2013 to November 2017. Yes, were we not. We were. Yes. yes and this morning where the girls around town again yay yay <laughs> so sue i was expecting bunting i have to say you were expecting what bunting sorry? bunting celebratory uh, bunting yeah there should have been shouldn't there should. yes yes never thought of that if i'd have sewed my own i could have brought it in <laughs> <laughs> So just made some out of it. Again, just remind us briefly who you are. Okay, so my name is Sue Jackson. I am an exiled, what they call plasy scouser, because I'm from the Wirral. So we're like plastic scousers, like not proper scousers. But we'll own that. We like that. Yeah. The Wirral obviously is massively in the news at the moment because um, of the hospital where the people from China Indeed, have gone. Yes, yes, yes. I have to say, I do know that hospital quite well. Um, Anyway, so yes, I have lived in Nottinghamshire since 1980, something or other, 1985, I think. Um, and until May last year, I was an IT project manager at Nottinghamshire Police. And I jumped ship <laughs> and went to be an IT trainer, more of which later. And um, hopefully in March, we'll be launching a cookery school. Yes, we're going to talk definitely about that one, mm-hmm. um, and we are going to be sampling your um, skills, mm-hmm. shall we say, um, as the morning progresses. As I said earlier, before Tina and Sue actually came into the studio to join me, Ros was supposed to have been here. Um, we are very sorry she's not, but then on the other hand... More cake. One, more, <laughs> one less person, one more cake. We're very glad she's kept her lurgy to herself. <laughs> we are indeed, yes. She, she has um, withdrawn from the show this morning out of um, love for the, for the three of yes. us to make sure that we stay safe. Yeah. Is, we, we very much appreciate that, don't we, girls? Yeah, and we appreciate absolutely. having more cake. Yes, definitely. <laughs> right, let's have a bit more music and then we will find out... Well, Sue, Tina and I are going to look back over some of the highlights of the days when we were the girls around town here on Radio Newark on a weekly basis. Before we do that, we are going to hear from, I think, the Commodores next. The Commodores there and Easy Like Sunday Morning, a very, very appropriate song for girls around town. We are having an easy morning here. We're taking our time. We're going to be chatting away through until 12 o'clock this morning with Tina and Sue and myself, June Rollins. And as I said before that little piece of music, we are going to reminisce for a while to begin with. So, girls, we, we talked about this while... The Commodores were playing, and most of our reminiscences seem to involve food. <laughs> Strange that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Food, but, wine, yeah. chocolate, croissant, mm. croissant. Yeah, I so yes, that that, that croissant. Mm. We had the when we had Gail Hooley come in and yes. talk about um, bread making and um, her time at the Bally, what do you call it, Ballymaho uh, Cookery School over in Ireland. Absolutely, and she yes. brought well remembered. In, I didn't remember that. <laughs> um, and she brought in fresh croissants that she'd made that morning. She did indeed. Yes, yes. Was, we breakfasted in style. We did on that show, didn't we? Yeah, yes. we did. Yeah. I think she brought some nice little breakfast, little breakfast. Yes, yes. yeah, little bread yes. rolls. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Mm. Yes, yes. Mm, yeah, that was a good show. <laughs> that was a good show. <laughs> and going um, even further back, chocolate was very much on the menu for our shows wasn't it yeah chocolate featured a lot really yeah. didn't it mm, yeah in, um, the, in the very very early days we had something well we, yeah. we had the chocolate moment which went on for quite some time mm. um and it was a regular feature we started off but we couldn't keep it up for too long for all sorts of reasons actually making this was i think tina and myself in those days making the chocolate item whatever it was eating it in the studio but um, yeah, uh, our I waistlines our were pocket, beginning to suffer. Mm, and our pockets. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> but the, but the rest of the presenters were doing all right, weren't they? they were some doing of them very were quite well. big, um, you know, cakes and things like that. So yes, mm. chocolate moment was quite good. We 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 modified it eventually, and we just talked about we did. a recipe. Although recipe. I do remember, I and I do remember that I th- I, th- I can't I, I think I remember the name of the company. I can't remember why we had them on chatting, but they'd started up a business making chocolatey things, and they brought us this fabulous cake. If you do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. That was massive, yeah, wasn't it? Day. Yes. In fact, I'm pretty sure if I went back That's through my Facebook page, I would photo. find photos of be, it. Yeah. Yes, yes. I don't think we had the recipe for that one, but um, no. and that one stayed in the studio for quite some, some time. It was being sort of picked um, at for a while, picked at by various different people for quite some time. Yeah. So yes, chocolate has been um, a bit of a theme for mm. us. Um, not mm, not so much. I'm just trying to think whether whether we've revisited the chocolate. Well, um, in passing one of our guests fairly recently <coughs> excuse me one of our guests fairly recently um amanda stone who in fact is coming on the show next sunday as well from rural antics at hanwell tina will know hanwell very oh, yes. well she was talking about a chocolate truffle making workshop pre-christmas and next sunday she'll probably be talking about another chocolate truffle making workshop which is part of craft month because next month is craft month apparently oh is it yes internationally the whole world over we'll be celebrating craft month very good so yes so so we uh, as far as i can remember that recently is the only reference to chocolate that we've made just we just newark still do the newark bake-off no no because that was um sue and i got um I was going to say dragged into. Oh. <laughs> well, we've, we've done it twice, so unwillingly yes, to yeah, to, to judge the chocolate cake mm-hmm. section of mm-hmm. the Newark Bake Off. Yes, and 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 was it on a Sunday? So I had to be here in the studio, and I, I missed it. I no, I think it was a Saturday because we were on air on Saturdays. Then. It, it was it was during That's a show, right. wasn't yeah, it? it was yes, during yes. The show. So you got to eat the chocolate. I just got to talk about it and hear it. it yes. was chocolate cake. Yeah. Um, so yes, there was. And and in fact, we ran one of our own in the very, we very did, early we days, did. didn't yes, we? Yes, I think that was when it was Boundary Sound. Yes, yeah, yes. yes, it was in the early, very very early days. We did a we did a chocolate cake baking competition. Yeah, because we did, and the very first one um, was won by Malcolm Ellison. It was yes, indeed. It was. Yes, yes, it was a. It was a gentleman that it actually was, won the chocolate yes, cake competition. Absolutely. So, lots and lots of foodie things. There was drink involved occasionally as well, wasn't yeah. there? Um, yeah. We've we've tried chocolate wine, um, and here in the studio, in the relatively early days, we had beers. Did we not? Mm-hmm. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes, beers yes. you could eat with cho- drink with yeah. chocolate. <laughs> with, no, yeah. so beers with food because one of them was uh, <coughs> mince pie, um, because it was a Christmas treat, Christmas cake, well, Christmas uh, pudding beer. Yeah. yeah, one was matched with I think it was smoked salmon, and I can't remember what the third one well, was. Yeah, I remember more than me on that one. <laughs> I was drinking. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. yes, well and that was in the days when there weren't two studios, it was just one big one, yes, wasn't it? Yes, so absolutely. there was more room to do that yes, kind of thing. Yes. We could um because obviously these days we can't um consume stuff in the studio itself, uh, where, no. where where we do the, the show. So we have to go out into reception, but in, in those days it was one big area, so we could just do it well away from all the, from um, the equipment and everything. So yes, there has been a very strong foodie um, mm. element to what we've done we've had um lisa holloway holloway no, no, yes i knew mm. the name would come to me lisa holloway was our um chef par excellence coming in on a regular basis and sharing different kinds of recipes with us as well wasn't she now we yeah. are going to be sharing a recipe this morning because we're not only going to eat the cake that sue has made we are mm-hmm. going to talk about it a little bit later on so if you are interested in baking you'll want to know what sue's got to say about her new venture school, anyway yes. her new cookery school but you might also want to catch the recipe 
for the treat that Tina and I will be enjoying. That's all to come um, in the rest of the show because we've got a good hour and a half left before we hand over to Phil. So we're going to be talking in the next 20 minutes or so, one or two more memories. And then we will get down to finding out exactly what Tina and Sue have been up to since they stepped away from the microphone at the end of November 2017. They're both made a number of changes i think um and we will be finding out all about them we'll also perhaps be finding about finding out from them uh, some more personal things like you know have they had any exciting holidays have they you know done anything uh sue had just moved home she, i think yes. she was actually in our new house weren't you sue yes so we will but find my out changes involved an awful lot of white paint <laughs> We will find out a bit more about that in a few moments' time. Before we do, let's have another piece of music. And this one, I I think I said this last week, and it is still absolutely true. This one is my theme tune at the moment. It's called Up All Night. Catch me up all night there from Carly. That one's from the charts. So you're listening to the girls around town here on Radio Note this Sunday morning with me, June Rollins, in the chair, and joining me, old friends, which friends reunited this morning, Tina and Sue. We've been talking about some of the uh, highlights of days gone by when the three of us were the girls around town here in Radio Newark and one of the ones that we remember was a show which unfortunately didn't involve Tina although she knows all about it it was actually the first time that Rachel who is now one of my co-presenters came on as a guest and she was here to talk about travelling around India and a theatre production. But we got a bit sidetracked at the beginning, didn't we, I think Sue? it was in the news at the time, wasn't it? <laughs> Which is why we uh, we picked up on it as a good topic. We did indeed. We were talking about choosing a lipstick. Yes. And how to do it. And we had a bit of a giggle, didn't we? We did. We did indeed. Mm. If you were listening back in, uh, oh, I can't remember. 1842. How, yes, <laughs> way, way back. You may remember that we explained to you that the best way to choose your lipstick is to match it to your nipples. And having said that, things just got ever so slightly out of hand, mm-hmm. didn't they? It all went downhill uh, from there. Yeah, it did say, indeed. Say. I was about to go on holiday at the time and we talked about my um, trying different, lippies in the duty-free area at yes. East Midlands Airport which we decided was probably not a good idea uh, using that particular method. Now I'm, I'm kind of confused in a way as to how exactly you decide um, to, I mean obviously I, I can understand you know you get the lippy out and you do a little bit of a comparison but you don't do that in public do you? So does that, well I hope not, um, <laughs> So does that mean that therefore you have to buy several lippies, take them home, do the kind of comparison thing, decide which one works, and then and then what? Because you can't you can't get a ref- refund I, on them. I think the, the newspaper opinion. article wasn't too concerned with the practicalities of it. No, no, uh, no. and um, we also decided that you perhaps might need a couple. Um, I, as it happens, well, I was... A couple as in two people or a couple <laughs> as in two lipsticks? <laughs> a couple as in two lipsticks because Rachel, if I recall, raised the point that if, as I was going on holiday at the time, if, as I do occasionally, you sunbathe naked, uh, topless naked, oh God, topless, <laughs> if you sunbathe topless, you might have a slightly different skin tone um in the area concerned so you might need a different lippy and in fact that's what i did i didn't road test the darker one at east midlands airport i hasten to add um but um i continued using the one i already have had at the time for non-tanned days and then i had a darker one for tanned days and i have stuck to them ever since Mm. So there you go. Well, yes. So, yes. So, um, but we also suggested that it wouldn't be a good show to send selfies. No. No, no. You know, um, although we did get one, or or Rachel got one, because Rachel's husband sent her a (laughs) private selfie, as I recall at the time. I'm not quite... I'm sure that... um, 
Dean, his name went from him. I'm sure Dean doesn't wear lippy, but he did something on mm-hmm. the selfie um, kind of thing. We did also talk about how um, nipple cream is an excellent hand cream. Yes, we did. We yes. did actually, didn't and we? I remember I've still that got one. a tube actually. That was um, <laughs> what's the name from? What's the name? <laughs> it's dreadful. Deborah, wasn't it from Henpicked? It was oh, indeed. Was it yes, yes, yes. yes. Didn't she say? If I remember rightly, didn't she say it had exactly the same ingredients as um, a high quality, the, a high cream. quality? Yeah, no, no face cream. Ah, right. It, I think it was um, the eight hour cream. Um, I forget who makes that one, but it's called eight hour cream. Elizabeth Arden. Um, that's the one. Elizabeth Arden's eight hour cream, and I'm sure she said that it was the same, cause the, the same stuff basically in nipple cream yeah it's like so, 150 a tube it's like 150 a tube so you can you know <laughs> splash it on everywhere mm. <laughs> we did also talk about one other thing which was um mobile phones and we will come on to that in a moment that's in in that same um conversation about um choosing your lipstick we we'll has been forced into the 21st century absolutely <laughs> we'll, we will remember that in a moment we're going to have another piece of music first and um what are we going to have? We are going to have something from Lewis Capaldi next. Hold me while you wait there from Lewis Capaldi. So, you're listening to the Girls Around Town here on Radio Nerd this Sunday morning with me, June Rollins, with my friends reunited. We're back together again, Tida and Sue, and we're talking about the good old days. Not that there's anything wrong with the current days. equally good just reminiscing yes we're just reminiscing we're casting our mind back over the years um the the early years of radio newark when the three of us were here in the studio pretty much together every sunday morning or did we start on a saturday yes yes we started on a saturday and then we moved to sunday um so we've talked about the chat with Sue, myself and Rachel when we were talking about matching your lipstick to the right part of your anatomy. But for some, uh, it, it, it's an interview, a, a podcast that I listen to quite regularly. If, I, if I'm feeling a bit down, I'll go back to it and have a bit of a giggle. You um, should put it up on Facebook again, June, so we I can will find do, it. Yes, I'll put the so link don't up have to so that keep scrolling can find through. it. Yes. Um, but um, at the end of it, it's, it's the beginning of the show uh, or the beginning of the hour uh, in question and it only lasts that particular bit only lasts about six or six or seven minutes something like that but we kind of got sidetracked at the end and we ended up talking about um how we were talking about how people could listen to the show so you know it's on this it's on that it's on the and, and we I, I think it was me that said or you can get it on the apps mm-hmm. and you can get it on and that's where i, I went blank and sue said ios or android because june's not very into that sort of thing um and we discussed oh we talked about um what do you call them punt punt uh oh i don't know where your mind's going sorry these these messages when you're on the app and you get messages well like notifications no um oh it's gone it's completely gone but sue said you can tell we haven't had the training on apps between us especially june Mm -hmm. because she's in another century basically (laughs) she's a blackberry girl so the good news is and sue didn't know this until she came into the studio this morning i have moved into the 21st century yeah and i've got an android it's still a blackberry but it's android powered yeah they've been available on android you know for quite a long time now I think well, I, I rolled it, out I about a thousand of them in about 2016 at work. <laughs> I have had it for a little while, not 2016, but I have had it for a little while. And I, I know all about apps now. Yay! Yes! There is another way you can listen now on your smart speaker. You can just tell her, play Radio Newark. Yes, indeed you can. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because um, both my kids are listening to this on, on theirs. <laughs> so we probably should say hello to them. Yes, Jen and Andrew, hello. Hi, in Jen different and bits Andrew. of the country, but yes. yes. <laughs> oh, and I'll tell you who else who will be listening. We'll come back to apps somebody else. On um, Tuesday night, I went to a Friends of Newark book festival um, evening yes. at college. Mm-hmm. And Jackie Buxton was there. Was she? Indeed? Yes, and so I said I would say hello to her because she said she'll listen because she'll be on her. She's in her office <laughs> well, today, I, so 
Oh, hello, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. I saw Jackie in Newark Town Centre in the marketplace around about the time of last year's book festival. It it was, um, I think it was on, perhaps on the Friday um, or maybe on the Saturday. And she was sitting out, obviously it was a nice day. She was sitting out having coffee with a friend, waiting to get involved in, to take part in one of the events. So, uh, and and I I obviously am a Facebook friend and keep Mm -hmm. an eye on things that go. Talking to somebody else we had on the show, Fanny Blake. We did, yes, yes. yes. We did have Fanny Blake um, on the show, and and this week she's back in Loudham. Is she indeed? I, 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 with, again, with I follow the her sort of Loudham Book yes, Festival yes. thing. They're doing. Um, oh, now I have a feeling it might even be tomorrow. I know it's this week sometime. We'll look it up in the break. Um, Fanny is back in Loudham. She's doing um an interview you know a kind of q a thing with an, another author and and in fact what brought her to mind she actually when i, I we had um sarah from the book festival yes. on the show last week and fanny actually liked one of the facebook posts that i put up about um sarah, sarah coming into the show so um and i read all her books i've read i think i've read every book she's written anyway yes i've so, read quite, yes, quite a few yes. i'm not a big sort of sort of female lit fan particularly but i do like fanny's book yes, she has a yes. wonderful way of kind of just telling a great story yeah. and of course all of her books are generally aimed at and, and are about women in the sort of later life yes so absolutely. it's sort of women yes. over 40 50 or whatever yes, in the sort of second stages of life um and if there are any of the listeners don't really know who fanny blake is obviously she's a novelist but she used to be um until recently the books editor of woman and home she did indeed yes yes and i that also brings to me, back to my memory something that when she was on the show and i think you were interviewing her tina on, yeah i put up the podcast um details on facebook and i referred to her as fanny bryce <laughs> <laughs> oops <laughs> Probably a good point at which to go back to talking about apps. <laughs> yes. 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 Exactly. Let's have a bit more Most music first. <laughs> we are now, t- um, this is one that I didn't recognise at all, but Sue assures me that when I hear it, I will know exactly what it is. It, <laughs> excuse me. Appropriately for this point in the hour, because we're nearly up to the news, it's called Finally. C.C. Peniston there, and finally, and as I said, finally for this hour, because we are almost out of time Time in the first hour of the show this morning, we're heading up to the news, um, after which Sue Tina and I will be talking in a bit more detail about the sort of things that they've been doing since they've been away from the show. Um, new projects, Sue's got a brand new project she's about to launch, Tina's just launched a couple of new things, or she's... she's rediscovered a couple of previous loves and she's working on those she's got an exhibition coming up all all sorts of things going on all that to come in the second hour of the show here on girls around town so we are going to take a quick break um for some cake yay whilst you listen to the news well we'll be listening to as well and we will be back with you after the news in just a little while as i say to talk about what tina and sue have been up to since they stepped back from the microphone back in november 2017 and um how things have been going for them in the meantime that's all to come in about 10 minutes or so so stay tuned and uh, Catch up with the news in the meantime before we come back to join you. Dido there and playing tribute to something that Tina was particularly good at in the old days. Bit of a cheesy link coming up there. (laughs) (laughs) Tina was definitely our cheesy link star when she was a presenter here on Girls Around Town. That one was called Thank You and whilst it was playing and whilst the one before it was playing and whilst the news was playing, Tina, Sue and I were having cake and Tina and I want to say thank Thank you. you. (laughs) (laughs) 
fine cake it was. It was extremely fine. <coughs> now, it was a lemon drizzle. Yep. It was uh, Sue following in the footstep, footsteps of the Queen of Cakes herself. Yes. Mary Berry. It yep. was Mary Berry's lemon drizzle tray bake. It yes, is. that's right, wasn't it? Yeah. So, Sue, first of all, before we actually get to the recipe, yeah. tell us a little bit about why and how you decided to start this cookery school oh okay well um when i left school back in 1750 <laughs> it seems do you know what, actually i was working out it because it, it's now 2020 it's 40 years since i left school <laughs> 40 years four decades how did that happen so yes when i left school um i went to catering college and i spent two years learning how to be a chef and a silver service waitress and emerged with a load of City and Guilds certificates, one of which was in alcoholic beverages, which we did a lot of research into. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I failed housekeeping, but that was really boring, housekeeping. How can you fail housekeeping? <laughs> oh, I could easily. You only have to walk through my door to know that I would be a disaster. Well, they just used to that. shake talcum powder all over the carpet and get you to over it up. It was just really boring. Anyway, <laughs> so I passed all the others. So that's fine. And I went into the catering industry and I worked in the Lake District, in Leeds, in Glasgow, and then moved into Nottinghamshire and I worked there as well. But after about 20 years or so, you just think this is a young person's game. Um, and I went back to Newark College, actually, and did uh, some admin-type certificates. And that got me a job at Knott's East, which led into ultimately me becoming an IT project manager. So that was like, that's my career in a nutshell. Um, but I've always wanted to go back to food, back to the world of food. And quite honestly, the, the food industry now, I say industry, maybe that's not the right word, but it's so... It's changed so much since I came out of it. Because when I left working in catering in, oh, let me think, uh, sort of 1999-ish, something like that, um, it wasn't in a good place. Um, but now, there's just so much out there. And there's such a resurgence in people wanting to eat good, locally produced food. And there's so many fabulous food producers producing such fantastic food. And I just wanted to get back to that world because um, I kind of, you know, been there, done that with IT and it's, you know, uh, I just wanted to get back to food. So it, I've and always... alcoholic beverages. Alcoholic beverages. <laughs> <laughs> I kept that research up. Um, it's, it, I hate, it, it breaks my heart that people can't cook, that there's a whole generation, probably two or three generations of people who didn't learn to cook. I learned, my mum taught me to cook. My mum is still a fabulous cook, even now. And that's how I learned so I could cook before I went to catering college and I just want to teach people to cook everyone should be able to at least put a meal on the table and at least be able to look in the fridge and say right what shall we have I mean when I go food shopping my first stop is always the reduced fridge because um, I take after my great grandmother <laughs> who I never knew I hate paying full price for anything so I always start in the reduced fridge and have a look see what meat or vegetables um, are around or fruits or whatever so I always start there and kind of work my week's meals out from that point. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I just want to teach people to cook. I just want to get to celebrate the fabulous food that we've got and, nowadays. And, and people people sort of think, oh, it's so much hassle to cook for yourself. It's it's complicated. There's hundreds of ingredients. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't does have it? to be. No, I mean, not I, at all. I can turn around a meal. Uh, make a meal from mm. scratch I, I make all my food from scratch these days in 10 minutes yeah you can do yeah you know, yeah all right it takes longer if you're making a casserole but you, yeah. the actual prep doesn't no you know, it might but take if a you're long doing something like a casserole or a soup you make a big pan full definitely and freeze yes. it absolutely i batch cook at least three four portions yeah. of things like a bolognese sauce yeah. or a beef casserole or whatever and then i just whip one out of the freezer um every three or four days and and you're fine yeah um and you know what's in it oh yes yes you know I what's in it you know I when it was cooked yes yeah, i think that's one of the, the you know the biggest things about cooking for yourself and home cooking is you you know what you're feeding yourself yes mm -hmm. um because you know, right, you might have a pre-packaged meal or whatever that's got a ton of a ton of ingredients and then when you look at some of those ingredients you think why would you put that in mm. that you know why mm. why would you put whatever 
in a lasagna um, or a bolognese yes, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you can buy something like, um, I think I bought coleslaw once and it said um, the main ingredient, because you know the ingredients are always listed with whatever the most Quantity, of is first. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. The first ingredient was water. Mm-hmm. Well, I, water? I don't <laughs> put water in when I make... <laughs> Um, Surely the first ingredient is cabbage. (laughs) Cabbage, yeah. It's got four ingredients pretty much. You know, cabbage, onion, carrots, mayonnaise. Mm. Well, I I was always told when I started eating healthily, if you can't pronounce it or you can't spell it, you do not want to be eating it. And sometimes when you look down the list of ingredients on a prepackaged meal or something, Mm -hmm. it's like a foreign language. Yeah. It's Latin maybe or mm-hmm. something it really is and the list just goes on and on and on and on and on yeah um i mean i would say probably if i cook for m- myself four or five ingredients in yeah. a dish yeah that's yeah. really all you need yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think there's a, there's a great maxim isn't there if your grandmother wouldn't recognize it don't eat it <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i'd go quite that far <laughs> well no i mean because these days you have more exotic fruits yes. and veg and things that you know grandma probably wouldn't have eaten but um, but I think the the kind of the premise being that if it's if you can't recognise it as a food, you know, in the ingredients, yes. if you can't recognise yeah. it as an actual foodstuff, <clears throat> probably best avoided. Yeah, absolutely. So you decided you wanted to do it. Yeah. How did you go about it? Uh, well, um, registered with as a as a food business with the local council which is the, was my first stop and then just thought up the name of it I got some business cards printed I'm getting a website built uh, desi- decided what to cook because um, I thought I'll stick to three to begin with just to see how they go three dishes so the three there'll be three courses on offer I'm going with a soup and a soda bread um, meatballs and uh, a tomato and basil sauce and a risotto uh, hopefully that's fairly simple so people can come along, uh, learn how to cook one of those. They'll be able to take the recipe away with them. But also, whilst you're teaching people to cook one dish, you can incorporate a lot of other skills that perhaps people don't realise, like how to make a sauce, how to chop an onion, why you want to cook the onion and the garlic in the way that you're doing it. You know, you don't want to chuck it straight into burning hot oil because that will ruin the flavour. You know, you want to cook it nice and slowly um, to begin with. So there's lots of other skills that you can... Um, put into that that people can take away and hopefully put into it other dishes into others, yeah. yeah just because yeah. i think also once you've done something it's like that it loses its mystery doesn't it it's like you're people who do a bungee jump you know they're terrified to begin with but then they've done it and they go oh i don't do that a lot oh well, i wouldn't i want to do it again but it's like you've done something and it sort of opens the door to a lot of other things doesn't it I saw a post on, uh, well, it might have been a post on your Facebook page or it might have been um, on your Instagram about um, how to um, oh, the fillet do an orange. orange. Yes. yes, yes. So it's things like that, isn't yeah. it? You know, just a simple, um, I mean, I got, I got the impression you were rediscovering a skill there. Well, uh, for some reason it was in, it popped into my head that, you know, I have this skill of being able to fillet an orange because we did... Um, uh, how to do um, what's that pancake dish with the oranges and lemons uh, that you flambe? Uh, crepe Suzette. Crepe Suzette. Yes. Thank you. Yes. One of us has got a brain on. <laughs> we did crepe Suzette at college, and we had to do it as you know in the restaurant with a flambe dish. Um, so you're not actually t- allowed to touch the actual fruit with your hands. It all is done with knives and forks. Um, and I, for some reason that popped in my head, and then I picked up the Waitrose Weekend magazine as I do most weekends, and I was just flipping through, and there it was, and it was just sort of. Um, one of those strange juxtapositions that it was in my head and then the next day there it was in the Waitrose magazine. Now, I noticed something missing when you were talking about the courses that you're going to mm-hmm. be running. No where's, cake. Where's the cake? <laughs> <laughs> That's course two. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we might move on to that. I know uh, I have some friends of mine came and tried to, to do, we, we tested the um, soup and soda bread course the other week and she expressed an interest in learning how to do scones which is why i've been doing scones recently that, yes to i saw a yes, recipe a lot of clotted cream in the yeah, house or something that yeah. was interesting again going back to ingredients the, the recipe i've been using for the scones is a delia recipe and the book i've got is a really old book it probably is about 35 odd years old and it says in it um have with clotted cream if you can get any 
because so, all those years ago you couldn't get clotted cream no. you know you, you had to go to the west country you'd have it on holiday as a treat mm. and now it's it's in it's, every supermarket yeah. isn't it mm. so it's just how how much it's changed in yeah. what food's available to mm. us so, so cake might feature on future courses yes and possibly sort. something like um when we get into autumn chutneys and things mm. oh, that would be nice mm. so are you going to teach people on your courses too how to substitute things so if, if they've got a recipe in front yeah. of them that they're going to make and they haven't got one of the ingredients um but they've got something else in the fridge how so let's say for argument's sake how they might substitute a leek for an onion yes um i know it sounds I know it sounds daft but it's, it's one of the things that i do all the time and Paul, my lovely hubby, is who is going to go and have a, a session he's with Sue. He's going to road test the he's meatballs to road test and the meatball. pasta sauce, yes. Um, because it's one of the things he he finds incredibly frustrating about um, about cooking and frustrating that he can't do it and that I can. <laughs> In that, you know, he'll look at, he can cook, he can cook very well, he can cook with a recipe. But if the if he hasn't got the exact ingredients that are listed in that recipe mm. he doesn't know what to do so he can't kind of look at it and go oh well i'll just leave that out because it'll be perfectly fine mm. without it yeah or i'll just substitute you know we've got a leek we haven't got an onion you know yes. we'll just substitute that because the flavor base will still be the same yes um and um and i think because i think that's also one of the things that can be quite well it obviously is for paul but for other people can be quite scary is well, how do I make this if I haven't got the exact ingredient? Yeah, if I list? don't like that one particular thing, yeah. you know, mm. what what yes, can I do? Yes, yes. Mm. that is one of the things that we can talk through as we're cooking. You know, we're using this, but if you don't have it, you can always use that. If if a recipe wants chicken, well, maybe you want want to use mushrooms if you don't want. If it says chicken stock, you can use vegetable stock. There's lots of other. There's lots of things you can swap mm. that won't. You know, won't. Um, I mean it's completely inedible it will be slightly different but if that's what you prefer go with it that you know cooking it's an art and a science fantastic we're going to have another piece of music and then um well we might nip out and have a bit more cake <laughs> but we'll certainly when we come back we'll get sue to share that recipe um so that those of you that want to give it a try have got the basic idea of how to do so uh coming up next um oh mm. what cheesy link no um this one's aimed at sue and the cake as well <laughs> i'll find one for you in a minute tina this one's no. aimed at sue and in particular the cake it's called heaven must have sent you <laughs> the elgin's there and heaven must have sent you no date on the computer to tell me when that one comes from but 60s fair way a fair yeah. way back i think yes yes sounds 60-ish doesn't it it does indeed right we are still talking cake uh tina and i think possibly sue definitely tina managed to get another piece in um i was chewing and throwing doing a few bits and pieces so i've still got my second piece to come so we've agreed it's lush as they say um sue you've got your glasses on you're obviously ready ready to read i've got my glasses on yes <laughs> give us the recipe so this is the mary berry's lemon drizzle tray bake you can just get, put that phrase into a search engine and i'm sure the recipe will come up if you want to uh, read it and i think it is going to be on the girls around town it is it's website. already on there in yes. draft and it will be there with the photograph a bit yes. later on today so this is a really easy recipe if you need to bake a cake for any reason if the kids are going to, need to take a cake into school if you want to take a cake into the to work whatever this this will have people falling at your feet in gratitude when i left my job in may it wasn't oh so we're really going to miss you it was so oh, sue there'll be no more lemon drizzle tray bake coming in so it's really easy it's mary berry is famous for her all-in-one recipes and this is an all-in-one recipe so I'm, i'll read out the um imperial measurements if you want the grams they'll be on the websites because I've, I've put both up so you want eight ounces of butter or margarine softened eight ounces of caster sugar 10 ounces of self-raising flour, two level teaspoons of baking powder, four large eggs, four tablespoons of milk, and the zest of two lemons. And for the topping, you will need six ounces of granulated sugar and the juice of two lemons. 
Now, I'm, I've not that six ounces back to four because I thought that was enough, but it's, it's entirely up to you. So you grease a, a foil tray tin. So those foil tray tins that you can buy in packs from most shops these days, it's um, 12 inches by 9 inches foil tray. So you grease that and then you just put um, a, a, a layer of uh, baking pa- par- parchment, sorry, wrong word, <laughs> baking parchment in the bottom so it slightly overhangs at the two short ends just to give you something to lift with. Um, heat the oven to uh, 160 degrees C, fan 140 or gas mark 3. So you put all the ingredients for the cake into a large bowl and beat until well blended. Pour it into the foil tray. Make sure it's nice and level using a spatula so it's in all the corners and it's all nice and level. And bake in the oven for 30 to 40 minutes until it's golden brown and springy to the touch. It doesn't really get much easier than that, does it? It doesn't really, no. no. Not, not too much washing up afterwards. Though. Well, no. So... Take it out of the oven and just leave it to stand in the tray for about five minutes or so, just to cool slightly. Turn it out onto a cooling tray, and then if yours is the cooling sort of cooling tray, it's got little legs. You can put the empty foil tray underneath the cake to catch any drips. So you take you've mixed together the granulated sugar and the juice of the two lemons to make the topping, and you just either spoon it over with a teaspoon or brush it on with a pastry brush. Uh, what I do is I tend to um, do it around the edges more than the middle because then it makes the edges nice and soft because you don't really want the, the crispy cake edges. You want crunchy sugar, lemony for the edges. So, mm-hmm. uh, And you can do it in two or three stages. Don't feel you have to pour it all over in one go. So cover it once, then go back in a couple of minutes and do another just until it's all gone. Um, and that's it because it just goes when cold and eat and eat so you do the drizzling bit while the cake is still warm yes do you actually warm through the drizzle as in you heat the drizzle itself no. up it's just no just no because you don't really sugar. want to dissolve the sugar because you want that crunch gotcha right i could have almost read that without the paperwork because i've made it that many times <laughs> <laughs> but i thought no because i'll forget something so so lemon drizzle tray bake yep Details will be on the website, girlsaroundtownonline.com, later on today or at worst tomorrow. I just need to get home and um, update the draft version that I've put up there mm-hmm. and also add the photograph that Sue's given me of said cake. And you can have a go yourself then if you want to. Yep. Um, and the only other thing I've got left to do is eat my other piece of cake. Yes, yes. because you've got a bit of... Um self-raising flour and baking powder you don't really need to beat it a lot to get air in you really just make need to make sure everything's well just mixed combine it well. and pour it into the, the foil tray mm. fantastic sounds absolutely simple to make it's it the is. kind of thing that we like it's the kind of thing you can do with you with kids too isn't oh it? yeah yes. yeah lovely yeah. thing yes. mm. in fact that that uh one of our guests recently whose name just for the moment escapes me um i'm sure it will come back to me um was talking about her part part of her business which is um cookery party thingies for kids yes you know so that they can uh, she's very big on cooking with your children yeah getting your children involved but also she does um class well not classes parties basically yes when Mm. the kids can get in there and have a go so um kids love doing that sort of thing I'm sure they do. I mean, I, obviously, I don't speak from experience. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure they do. It, it, it must be great fun. I mean, you only have to watch... I, I must admit, I didn't watch the whole series. I just saw a couple of bits. Um, they did a kids' bake-off, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did. Recently? Yes. Fabulous skill mm. levels. Yeah. They're really good. Mm. I didn't see every one, but yeah, the ones yeah. I saw, they were brilliant. Yeah, I only saw one or two. Um, in fact, having been extremely disappointed with the skills levels of some of the competitors in the last Ooh, where you? Ooh. Oh, I, I thought they, yeah they, they were so disappointing you know so many things that they just totally got wrong you know um and they didn't do this and they didn't do that and it wasn't it was too this and it was undercooked and it was um too much spice in it and all sorts of no i wasn't impressed by that oh, i would imagine series. that when you walk in that tent everything you've ever known and even what your own name is probably leaves you leaves your brain instantly 
<laughs> Quite possibly, I suppose. Right, so, we, as, as I say, the recipe for Sue's um, cake will be, or Mary Berry's cake, made by Sue, will be on the Girls Around Town website a little bit later on today or tomorrow. Um, you can also, if you go onto the website, the first post on there at the moment, although it will move down as we put new ones on, obviously, is called um, Back Together Again. Mm-hmm. And in there, where it mentions Sue and Tina... Um, and their new ventures for each one of them, you'll find links. So one will take you to Sue's um, Facebook page for the cookery school. Yep. Sue the Cook, yes. it's called, is it not? Yes. And then there are two others which will take you to two different websites for Tina. And Tina is now going to tell us a little bit about what it is she does and what those two websites are about. So, Tina, do you... Um, want to start with words or pictures um let's start with pictures okay um we'll start with pictures because then because then i'll remember to talk about the exhibition <laughs> at the spotlight gallery um before i get carried away with the writing um so yes so i guess one of those one of those websites is uh, beloved art and imagery it is indeed so that's my um that's my website for my photography and um artistic endeavors um, which is largely, uh, what well, I say, largely a hobby. I mean, it is really. I, I do sell work, but I, I don't see it as being my main income stream. It's, it feeds my creative soul. Um, so, uh, and I just love. I've, I've always loved photography. I've been taking photographs ever since I could, manip- you know, manoeuvre a camera. Um, but I've always been really, really interested in taking sort of small details and things that are quite close up and um i mean actually the you know the generation of smartphones is and particularly the later versions um has been an absolute revelation because you know you have smartphone in pocket all the time so whenever i go out with the dogs you know if i spot something i'm always sort of seeing little things that are really interesting to photograph i can you know take a photograph on my um on my iphone and it's and it's you know almost just as good as if i was taking it with a you know dslr camera but it's tucked in my pocket and not having you know i'm not having to carry masses of equipment around um so and i think it's great because it means anybody can take not good photographs of things that that interest them um without them having to kind of become really technical Mm. um so uh, so on the beloved art and imagery website that is where it's predominantly photographs at the moment i've got some paintings and things to go up there um when i get a minute and um and so that's that's kind of you know my my creative outlet um and and since my background originally was in publishing and in magazine publishing um then I've always had this sort of little hankering to be making my own little books and booklets and magazines and things. Um, and um, and when June and I actually, some years ago, it's sort of in the interim period between Boundary Sound and Radio Newark, we produced a magazine called Around Town, um, which some of you may remember. And um, I was always getting my apart from obviously writing things for it but i was always getting my nose in with marilyn on the design side because it always fascinated me so i have now produced my own my first my own little booklet um (coughs) which is called a very british winter um if they're not for sale at the moment um they are just it's just something i've done because i've I felt an urge to do so, and that I will be giving um, to special giving friends out. like Sue and me. Which to you special friends have. like yes. Sue and you, exactly, exactly. Although coming on to the exhibition at the Spotlight Gallery, um, that's uh, myself and my friend Jules Wheat from Southwell or Southall, depending on which way you are. Um, we're doing an exhibition starting from the 12th of february it runs through to the 13th of march it's in the spotlight gallery which is the gallery which is part of newark town hall and museum so it's when you go up in the lift and upstairs um jules will be exhibiting some of her oil paintings and i will be exhibiting photographs mainly and some digital artworks and maybe some little painted artworks it depends on how much space we've got because the spotlight gallery is quite small yeah um so um 
and it's under the kind of the the heading of nourishing the creative fires um so that will be from the from the 12th of february to the 13th of march fantastic um and I'm pretty sure if free admission to the spotlight. Oh, it's gallery, always isn't it? free yes. admission, yes. yes. And mm. it's open Monday to Saturday, I think 10, 10.30 till 3.30, something mm. like that. Um, so it's just, you know, if you're around about in Newark, you know, pop in and, pop in and, have, pop a in and have a look. Absolutely. But of course, this little book that then combines, you know, my love of photography and my love of writing, um, because there's some writing in it as well. And, um, and that's what I've been doing since... Um, having had the little gallery in um, Southall, Southwell, um, closed that last year, handed the building on to another young lady who's using it as a photographic studio, um, and then have kind of gone back into the world of writing um, as my main, you know, my mainstream, my main income. Um, so I'm writing all sorts of things, books, writing a book with husband, writing a book with somebody else. Um generally i do long form writing um as in i don't really do social media mm. obviously i do my own social media but i don't do social media for other people um i don't generally write websites for other people unless it's a it's a client that i'm already working with um so and so hence you know the tina bettison wordsmith website is kind of my business site really well we'll find out a little bit more about that in a moment we're going to have some more music and this one is um Relatively recent, looks like it's from 2018. It's Jess Glynn. Just Glynn there and I'll be there for you. You're listening to the girls around town here on Radio New York with me, June Rollins in the chair and reunited with Tina and Sue, Tina Betterson and Sue Jackson for this morning's show. Now we found out all about Sue's new cookery school and how she's going about it, which opens business next month march yes, yes. Hopefully. and we have found out a little bit about tina's return to the world of photography and then even less so far about her return to the world world of words so tina you said that you are writing a book with paul yes and also with somebody else what, what kind of things are we talking what what kind of subjects okay so um I'm, I'm guessing it's not chick lit no 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 these are not fiction i don't do yeah. fiction i don't write fiction with other people um i don't even write fiction for myself yet <laughs> but you know, who knows i might give it a, a bit of a dabble with some short stories um the the books that i'm mostly writing at the moment are um business books so the book with paul is all around leadership um the uh the other book that i'm working on is also a a, a kind of business stroke um sort of self-development uh, type book the the area that i'm actually very interested in getting into more of is um biographical writing so on the business side of that um i'm writing uh case studies for people you know when people want case studies for their business or case studies for their website and they kind of want to write up a client you know what they've done for a client um so i'm getting into that because it's, it's you know telling people stories in an interesting and inspiring way um is as important in business as it is you know in in, in any other uh field so um so i'm kind of i'm doing quite a bit of that the other thing that i'm also quite interested in um on the biographical side is um where people have have got family members um that might have had an interesting history or an interesting story and they actually want to kind of write that up for you know as a family legacy mm -hmm. um there are um there are companies around who will kind of produce biographical books for people so they're not ones that will would be um you know for sale on the bookshelves for example it's not like writing, writing a celebrity biography sure it's mm. it's a very sort of personal thing they might only produce five copies say for members of the family um but i quite um i thought i think some of that's come about through actually doing radio is that i really enjoy hearing people's stories you know and i really enjoy that process of interviewing somebody and getting their story out of them mm. and you know mm. pulling out all the you know the lovely nuances and so on and then um 
actually it would be quite nice to then turn that into into something for somebody now now you've got a you've got a a, a website for yes. your writing side of things but on that I, I had a very quick look but i must admit it was a very quick look the other day can people actually read some of your writings on there or is it just talking about the kind of writings that you do and how people get in touch with you yeah at the moment to? it's very much a kind of a a sort of a business mm. brochure site if you like so um so that that at the moment is it's a place where people can go to to find out about me find out about what i write make contact with me um there is the um there is a kind of blog um possibility on there mm. that i could actually do some of my own writing um on it i haven't quite decided yet whether to to actually do that on there or whether to kind of just create like a separate blog yeah, entirely so. mm. that where i can um where i can put different writings on it or i may even put the writing on the um on the imagery website and and to, going back to the um the book um which incidentally is called a very british winter something we all love <laughs> not not the book i don't mean we don't love the book i mean do we <laughs> no. love the british winters <laughs> well no i mean it, the the, um, the idea behind it was on the very few frosty days that we had i managed to take some quite interesting frosty photographs um and so the, the very british winter it all most of it is is all these these frosty photographs i suppose there's a little bit of kind of tongue-in-cheek about it because actually the very british winter for as this you know this last winter has basically been mud yes it has indeed yes well, what i was going to say is um there there is there are obviously words in the book um i'm guessing well i'm not guessing obviously you wrote the words words but are the poems yours as well there are some um, poems there one of the poems is oh, mine. one of them's actually i've just seen is attributed to somebody william yeah. carlos williams yes so there's a there's a couple of poems in there that are um poems that from other people that other people have written there is a poem in there well i, well, I say it's a poem it's a kind of prose poem it's a um a, a poem list i suppose um that um which is you know what to me it's sort of winter is and then there's this lovely long list of things that um that delineates winter for me uh most of it most of my writings in it are um prose narrative um so art they like mini articles really um because i that's largely speaking that's the kind of thing i like to write is sort of short philosophical article type stuff and there is an interesting quote in there as well um attributed to edith sitwell winter is the time for comfort for good food and warmth for the touch of a friendly hand and for a talk beside the fire it is the time for home yeah yes i think we'd all agree we that would. um the best place to be in winter quite often is at home in yes. the warm yes indeed but also as aristotle says somewhere in there as well that you can't appreciate a snowflake if you don't go out in the cold i guess not no oh, very have, true. Have, have we actually had any snowflakes yet this no. year i can't no, I I don't, had don't had remember snow. seeing had any snow no we've had no snow we've so little, far this we've year we've had frost from time to time but a no few frosts snow. but no, no snow. a lot of rain a lot of rain yes. a lot of mud. fair amount of wind yes mm. um but uh still no snow and i don't know i mean what are we three or four weeks maybe five weeks away from the beginning of spring um, i think we are efficient well depending on which um real whether, spring. whether you go meteor meteorologically or um uh sort of legendary yeah. we are either because this weekend was in bulk um so that is officially the beginning of spring but meteorologically i think it it's a few weeks away yes it's 21st of march i think is is the official date or something like that isn't it's it the solstice isn't it yeah yes yeah so not yeah. too long to wait and i noticed that um the potted daffodils i've got mini daffodils in pots outside my um back door uh, ki- at, at the end of my kitchen extension and they're well up yet. yeah no no sign of actual flowers yet but the little shoots are getting bigger and bigger by the day right a bit more music we are almost out of time um we are going to hear um oh, we're going into the charts i don't think we've been into the charts much if at all during this show this one is called rare
there from Selena Gomez. Right, we are virtually out of time now. I've just got time very, very quickly to say thank you to both Tina and Sue for coming in to get them to just quickly remind us of contact points. So, Sue, where yes. do people get in touch with you? On um, Facebook, it is Sue the Cook, and on Instagram, it's Magnolia Tree <coughs> Cookery School. And I called she, it that. Oh, sorry, because, sorry. I was going to say I called it Magnolia Tree Cookery School because there's a huge magnolia tree outside my kitchen window. I thought that might be the case. Yes. <laughs> Tina, where do people get hold of you? Okay, um, you can get hold of me either via my writing website, which is tinabettisonwordsmith.com. My um, arty photographic website is belovedartandimagery.com. Um, Facebook is. Uh, I can't even remember what my Facebook page is, <laughs> but it's Tina's. It's beloved art and writing. Um, but uh, Instagram is really kind of where I tend to hang out from that point of view, and that's at Tina B Beloved. Fantastic, and also people can pop into the town hall to the Spotlight Gallery very soon, and they can indeed uh, see your work and, uh, on occasion, perhaps even meet you. <coughs> you can also go to the Girls Around Town website, girlsaroundtownonline.com, find that article back together again. And as I said before, you'll find links to um, both Sue's Cookery School Facebook page and both of Tina's two websites. That is all we have time for this morning, apart from my taking a quick opportunity to remind you of who is in next weekend. Now, <coughs> excuse me, next weekend it will be me, there's a surprise um and also claire in uh in the behind the microphones and we have two guests our first guest in the first hour of the show is amanda stone from rural antics and she'll be talking about the fact that next month march is international crafting month and the kind of things that you can get involved in at um hamwell wine estate with rural antics to get a little bit crafty during the month in the second hour we are going to something completely different um, and the guest in the second hour is a lady called deb watts she is uh, brought to us by claire uh, who will be doing most of the interview with her and deb is going to be telling us explaining to us exactly what nordic walking is and why it is so good for you full body workout apparently i, apparently, I, did, yes. I did a quick google um and um yeah it sounds like something very very different. she does she has a group a local group and they nordic walk around actually not far from here fernwood mm -hmm. um balderson lakes and a couple of other places uh, she'll also be talking about something called tp life and we will find out exactly what that is between 10 and 12 next sunday morning when deb joins us in the second hour of the show right um Sutina and i are about to leave i am about to pack up the second piece of cake and take it home with me <laughs> that's fine and uh, we are about to hand over to phil johnson who is going to be with you for his um sunday lunchtime show as i say i will be back in the studio next weekend with claire and with both of our guests a very final very quick and very uh very a final and very quick thank you to tina and sue we won't leave it quite so long next time no, ladies. no uh, we'll <laughs> you'll probably we'll get back. sick of me getting in touch with you and say do you want to come back <laughs> stay no. tuned we'll, we'll happily come back won't we, we will so, yes <laughs> online on fm and up to date on social media we are radio newark <laughs>